Hello, and so this recording may, there's going to be a couple of points that it uh, switches to a different sound, like it is kind of now, because I had to record it a couple of times, because um, I noticed as I'm editing that certain, it cut off, and then all of a sudden nothing else was recording. So, there's going to be couple of different sounds going on. I am recording at home, so I'm not sure how much of the background noise is going to get picked up or not, but uh, we'll see how this goes. I, I also want to let everybody know that uh, EVOBD2 actually did provide this to me uh, for just paying for shipping and all that as, as a way to get their newest model out. Um, but they did explicitly tell me that if I don't like the product for whatever reason, there's no obligation to um, review it or anything. But even if I didn't like the product, I would actually let you guys know not to waste your money with a product. Um, and so this product, though, I will say is actually fantastic. I would highly recommend it and have recommended it to friends of mine that do have the Konas and Ionics. I don't know anybody that has the Soul EVs, but uh, have definitely recommended this product to many others. Um, so yeah, if you want though, go check it out. EVOBD, the number com for more info. Um, so let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to True North EV. I'm James, your host, and today we are actually going to be talking about a great sort of new product. Uh, it's a version 2.0 of EV OBD2. So I'm going to put the link in the description for it. So in previous episodes, I've talked about trying to get more info on the batteries using different apps on my phone and using uh, Bluetooth OBD2 sensors or not sensors, uh, plugins. And so we got EV OBD2. They're based out of Montreal, Quebec. Uh, great little company so I did an unboxing a couple weeks ago put it up on YouTube if you want to kind of see what it looks like and everything like that I'm gonna do another video showing what it looks like inside the car it's a lot smaller than I thought but it's soup like the screen is super visible all the info that I want is super visible super easy to read so with that, uh, yeah, we'll kind of get right into it. So, I just got, just kind of reading off the instruction manual um, to better explain it. Um, so, I actually have it set up kind of right in my little cubby hole that the Kona has. It it's a lot smaller than I thought, so it actually sits in there really nicely. Doesn't cover up the USB plug or the auxiliary plug. 
the main screen I have it on actually says the battery percentage so I have on my main cluster I have it says like on my car right now it's at 286 kilometers um, which is nice to know and they got just that normal fuel gauge kind of looking deal where it says sort of how much you got so I got about three quarters of a battery but then I can look down and I right away know I got 73 percent battery left um, it, in that same screen so it's a it, top is tells me the battery uh, left so 73 percent battery left uh, then right underneath it in the middle it says that I'm average consumption right now is 17 kilowatt hours per 100 kilometers and then I got 274 kilometers estimated range now the big difference between the range that it says on the car versus the range that it says on the EV OBD2 is the car goes off I believe it was every I want to say 200 kilometers or 500 no I think it was 500 kilometers it was actually quite a large number but this goes off every 50 kilometers type deal it's doing that constant check to see how much battery you're using so if the wind changes or whatnot um, like when you're driving if the wind kind of gets stronger or whatever you, you may be using more battery or if the wind actually lightens up a bit then you'll use less battery um, it's also great if you actually have the roof rack on and um, even just the roof racks by themselves are going to actually reduce the range so you'll get a more realistic range with the EV OBD2 so with version 2.0 which actually just came out end of November uh, so that's November 2020 just in case people are listening in 2021 or whatnot um, there is a couple new screens on it um, so it's a recent based GOM guess o meter so that's at 274 kilometers that it says so unlike the vehicles GOM guess o meter uh, which indicates the remaining range with a calculation based on hundreds of kilometers the displays GOM bases its calculations on the last 50 kilometers or 30 minutes traveled the recent base GOM prediction can thus give a better idea of the remaining range if vehicle consumption and driving conditions differ or change suddenly um, so yeah again with again, using the example of a roof rack if you're going camping or whatever you actually have something up there with the vehicles GOM guessometer it's going to give you a much higher range than you'll actually be able to do just because of the wind resistance where the EV OBD2 will give you a more realistic accurate range so I've been using the EV OBD2 for 
I think we're going on two weeks now, two, three weeks. Um, and the way I've been doing it is I always just go with whoever has the least amount. That's the one I'm going to trust more. Because um, it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, so the other new screen, one of the other new screens for version 2.0 is the trip and average speed info. So this is the information on the current trip, such as average speed traveled, which is not shown on the vehicle dashboard. The vehicle has only an accumulated trip memory, but no single trip info. So no trip B. Um, so that shortcoming is filled with the EV OBD2. Me personally, I've never actually understood the why you want the average speed. I'm sure there's certain people or certain situations where you would want to know that. But um, another new screen is cell voltages. So let's. I'm gonna go find that screen right now. So the cell voltages, it um, it shows your maximum, your minimum, and differential voltage of the high voltage battery cells. So all the little individual cells um, in the battery pack. So right now I'm parked, and everybody seems to be equalized. So the maximum voltage is 3.82. And the minimum voltage is 3.82, so it's all the same. I've noticed though when I'm driving it, there sometimes is a difference of one, one and a half volts, I believe it is. It's a very small amount, um, and I'm sure, again, those with a lot more um, knowledge on the battery side of it and everything like that, you would know a lot more about what what it all means, if it's good or bad, but the voltage difference, um, yeah. Do, 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 do. The next new screen is options and unit configuration. The options configuration screen, language, French, English, um, so you can change it between French and English, uh, high voltage battery. So this is meant for, um, the Hyundai Kona electric, the Kia Nero EV, uh, 2020 and newer, and, uh, the Soul E or the Kia Nero EV any year with that, but the 2020 and newer Soul EV. Um, so with those, you're gonna want the options, um, not so much here in Canada. I don't think we got any of the smaller battery packs for any of those um, here in Canada, but I know in other countries, Europe, uh, Asia, it seems like almost every other country except Canada, uh, they actually have options for the smaller battery, which is 39 kilowatts. So, so you can actually change it to 
either be the 64 kilowatt hour or 39 kilowatt hour battery just so you get a more accurate reading as to your range and everything like that uh, also imperial system units miles or kilometers which if you're I know some people actually just prefer miles information some people might prefer kilometers I personally keep it all in kilometers um, and obviously uh, degrees Fahrenheit and Celsius which actually so this also will tell you what the battery pack temperature is so right now it's minus two outside I pretty much did a five minute drive I'm actually at uh, the forks here um, so my battery didn't warm up all that much so it's sitting at minus 1.3 uh, and but this actually it does show the interior uh, ah, there. so it actually shows what the temperature is for there's one screen that says the battery percentage which is 73 percent the battery temperature which is 1.3 or minus 1.3 celsius and the temperature inside the vehicle which it says is plus 20 so I'm actually gonna turn this off because it's getting warm in here um, so with the EV OBD2 there is um, multiple options on how you buy it so you can just buy the screen itself or you can by the screen with the Bluetooth OBD2 connector uh, if you have your own Bluetooth OBD2 if there's certain ones that is meant or that this connects better to so if you go onto the website you can actually see a list of the ones that will work with this um, I think others will but it's not you might not um, get all the information also um, the other thing they recommend is why they recommend certain ones like the one that comes with it which is what I do have um, I just leave it all plugged in everything stays plugged in I don't unplug anything so it all just stays connected um, which is super easy because then I can just get in the vehicle turn it on and it's all ready to go um, so we're just gonna go to I'll talk about just the different screens so the first screen is just your general information um, which is the battery state of charge so 
Um, the average battery temperature in in Celsius, ah, which is useful to consult because if the temperature is warm enough, the fast charging power will be better and higher. So I guess that answers that question as to uh, why you would want to see the temperature. Um, and uh, the power delivered by the battery in kilowatts. So if the number's in red, it's discharging. If the number is in green, it's when you're uh, regenning, breaking, or you got it plugged in and it's charging. Uh, and it's and the indoor temperature of the passenger compartment in Celsius different from the set temperature in the car's climate control. So yeah, that goes with, let's say I got it set to warm up to 22 degrees Celsius. But it, the display might show that it's the car's interior is already at 20 degrees, right? So it might be good just to know. I know my wife puts that on to tell me she's cold. Um, so screen number two is the reset-based guessometer. So this shows the battery state of charge, average battery uh, in percentage, uh, the average battery consumption for the last 30 minutes uh, of travel in kilowatts an hour per 100 kilometers, and the remaining vehicle range in kilometers or miles. So this is the screen that I usually keep mine on. Um, so, yeah, again, just... Uh, the operating principle on the gasometer is unlike the vehicle's gasometer, which indicates the remaining range according to a calculation based on the last few hundreds kilometers traveled. The recent base GOM on the display bases its calculation on the last 50 kilometers or 30 minutes traveled. The recent base GOM uh, prediction can thus give a better idea of the remaining range if the vehicle's consumption and driving conditions differ from what has been driven in the past. The display analyzes the consumption during the last during the first minutes of the journey while the vehicle's consumption stabilizes. During this period, the initial GOM displayed is estimated from consumption data of previous trips. After driving for 5 to 15 minutes, the display will have enough information to gauge the vehicle's consumption and adapt the GOM prediction to current conditions. If consumption is greater than usual, the recent base GOM will adapt faster than the vehicle's GOM. And the remaining Raining range will decrease more quickly. Conversely, if the fuel, or I guess not really fuel consumption, if the energy consumption is lower, the recent based GOM will decrease more slowly and the remaining range could even increase, which the vehicle's GOM does not do. So... So they go with the case of increased consumption. Again, with the roof racks and skis and all that. Um, 
they got a couple of cases here. But what I've also found is actually we had a couple of days here that it got really cold out. So, and I didn't have the car plugged in. And because we went from kind of milder winter day to like a really cold winter day, the range that it showed on the car's screen was a lot higher than what it showed on the EV OBD2. But again, we trust the EV OBD2 because it actually shows that change because the battery wants to warm up. You're probably using more heat in the vehicle to warm it up. So it's seen all those changes a lot or seeing and reacting to the changes a lot quicker than the vehicle is. So, um, I guess uh, we'll go on to the screen three, which is trip and average speed info. So it shows the travel time in hours and minutes which I actually really like, especially like when we do our trips out to Alberta, shows how long it actually took. Um, distance traveled in kilometers a mile. Again, going out to Alberta, it's nice to actually see how many kilometers you actually traveled. Just because when you Google it or whatever, you have to go to a charger or, you know, you take the little rest stops and all that. And it always adds up. You know, one kilometer here, one kilometer there. It adds up eventually in the end. Um, shows your average consumption of the trip. So that's going to be your whole trip. So call it a 14-hour drive. It's going to show the average consumption over that 14 hours, which that I can see being a useful number. Um, and then your average speed in kilometers an hour. So your average speed is calculated using real-time and count stops. Uh, prolonged stop, reducing the average speed. This screen fills the shortcoming of the vehicle, which only offer, offers cumulative trip information. No trip B for a single trip. The trip information on the EV OBD2 display can then be viewed as a single trip. And that of the vehicle relates to the cumulative trips. At the start of the trip, you must drive at least one kilometer before the data is displayed. Note that the start of the trip starts at the first transition of the vehicle odometer and is shown as the distance zero kilometers from which the trip is counted in distance and time. So... I guess, let's say you do 10 kilometers, it's actually going to be 11 kilometers then. Which, not a big deal. So, screen 4, which is the high voltage battery. So, that's your big battery underneath the vehicle. Um, it shows the battery voltage in volts, average battery temperature in Celsius, power delivered by the battery in kilowatts. Again... When it's red, it's discharging. When it's green, you're charging and re or regenerating. 
So using the regen paddles or brakes or whatnot. And your battery heating temperature in Celsius. It increases when necessary at fast charging to improve charging and optimize your costs. So that's going to be when the warmer the battery is, when you pull up at that DC charger, the faster it's going to take the charge, thus giving a much quicker charge. So then you could be done sooner. Uh, the other screen, so we're at screen 5, is the 12 volt auxiliary battery. So it's got the. Uh, we're gonna go to it. So it shows the auxiliary battery state of charge, which mine is at 87%. Auxiliary battery voltage in volts, which mine's at 14.6 volts. And auxiliary battery current in amps, which mine's at 32.7 amps. So positive number in red for discharge, negative number in green when charging by the main battery. So right now mine's at 32.7 amps and it is green, so that means... The main battery pack is charging up the 12 volt battery pack right now. So, next screen. So, we're up to screen six. Which, uh, so this is the battery cell's voltage. So, your maximum voltage of highest cell in volts, which still is at 3.82. Uh, your minimum voltage of lowest cell in volts, still at 3.82. And the difference between maximum and minute, minimum cell voltage in volts. The voltage difference should be as small as possible, under 0.1 volts if the cells of the high voltage are well balanced and managed by the vehicle's BMS. So given that, I guess I haven't seen a one volt difference. I'll have to actually pay attention to the screen a lot more. So, yeah. Uh, then we got screen seven, which is the cumulative energy. This is the total total cumulative energy charged uh, in the battery. So that's through recharging and regeneration in kilowatt hours, which represents the total energy charged in your vehicle since it was put in service. And then it's also the cumulative energy discharged that the battery has used traction, air conditioning, heating, and kilowatt hours since commissioning. Note that it is normal for the charged energy to always be greater than the discharged energy since there is always energy loss using a battery. So I am sitting at... 
So I'm sitting at three point three 393.2 kilowatt hours charged and 393.8 kilowatt hours discharged. So I don't know how that works, that my discharge is higher than charged. I got magic power somewhere down the line. Which is interesting. Uh, Maybe that's when they put the battery in. There was a little bit of power in the battery. I don't know. So, the next screen. Screen 8 is the energy counter. Yeah. So, counter measuring the charged and discharged energy of the battery in kilowatt hours. So, what this is really good for is like when we went out to Alberta and I was uh, trying to figure out how much power we were using at the in-laws house just because there's always... Uh, extra power being used by the vehicle other than just what's being used to charge the battery. So, I believe... So this would actually display how much power was charged into the battery. Um, you could press any button. So there's two little buttons and the plug-in. The plug-in is just your normal um, USB-C. So it kind of plugs in at the bottom. And there's two little buttons on either side of it at the kind of bottom of the screen. So you can press any of those buttons and it resets. You plug in. Then it will show you how much, um, how much you've charged. So you can press the button to reset the counter. So... It is useful, for example, to reset the counter below a, before a slow or fast charge, before a short or long trip of several days, to see the energy gained and spent by the vehicle battery. Note that during a drive, the regen energy may slightly increase, just like a charge of the vehicle. The counter data is kept in non-volatile memory, and it is always possible to change the screens normally, even if the counter is operate in operation. So I just reset mine not too long ago. So I'm actually at 39.2 kilowatt hours charged. And I'm at 39.5 kilowatt hours discharged. Uh, ba -ba -ba. So screen number... Nine is the state of health and operating time. So the state of health of the battery, of the high voltage battery, SOH in percentage. So my state of, so the state of health uh, screen, mine is saying that my battery is a hundred percent, but it's also. Uh, it will show as the battery degrades uh, how much and how fast it is degrading 
which is actually fantastic to know. For those that still are under warranty, I know uh, in the States, uh, some of the Konas came with a lifetime battery warranty. I'm not sure if that the Kia Nero or the Kia... The other Hyundai and Kia products also came with lifetime warranties, but um, it will show you if you're essentially eligible uh, for a recall, or not a recall, a warranty replacement battery, uh, or if there's some sort of issue, like if you kind of look at the screen one week and it's saying 100% and the next week it's at 80%, it at least then gives you that little... Uh, push to go talk to the dealer and figure out what the reason is that the battery all of a sudden just dropped off like that. Um, yeah, and so my batteries at State of Health is at 100%. That's with 25,000 kilometers on my Kona so far. Um, this screen also, it displays actually your total operating time of uh, the vehicle in hours and minutes. That's essentially how long you've had your vehicle on for, not how long you have driven it for. Um, and again, as I said at the beginning of this, it uh, I'm not totally sure what my number is now because I'm actually recording this in at my house, uh, not in the Kona right now. Um, the next available screen is going to be uh, your options and unit configuration screen. This screen you actually access by pushing one of the two little buttons on it. You hold it for four seconds and it actually then gives you the option of uh, changing your language. So you get English or French. You, get, uh, you can change your battery from 64 kilowatt hours to 39 kilowatt hours depending on... Uh, I know, I believe, European batteries and all that, uh, you can get a 39 kilowatt. Here in Canada, you're only offered one size of battery. I'm not sure all the different places that they offered the multiple different size batteries, but uh, yeah, if you have a smaller battery, you're going to want to change that just to give you a more accurate reading. Um, you can change uh, temperature from Celsius to Fahrenheit. Um, and then uh, distance you can change from kilometers to miles. Um, so, yeah, great, uh, especially if you're even going from Canada to the U.S. or whatever, you know, and you just want to change it um, without changing your whole instrument cluster or whatever. Whichever one you look at primarily. Um, so I do thank you guys again so much for your time, your patience, your understanding that this part is going to sound a little different. There may be a little overlap. I'm going to try to edit that out uh, as much as I can. Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys want more info on the EVOBD2 display, you can go check them out at EVOBD2, the number, dot com. Um, can go order one, pick up the screen, uh, see what it looks like. Um, I know it kind of looks bigger in the uh, screen, or like when you look at it on the computer or whatever. Uh, it is small. 
ish, um, which when I first opened the box, again, it looked almost too small. Looked like it was going to be hard to read. Um, and I got mine now tucked away in little pocket where the phone normally would go. And I can see the display perfectly fine. I could read it while not having to move or anything. Um, I know I've seen the displays put in multiple different spots inside um, well, various Hyundais and Kias. Um, so can it's got double-sided tape so basically find the spot you like stick it on um, but yeah it's I guess just a little heads up that when you actually get the product it is smaller than you may think but it's actually a very clear screen super easy to read now um, with carbon plunk still going on you could still uh, go donate go help out there uh, that's Sun Country's uh, I guess offshoot um, but great little program going on there and do 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 just quickly looking at my notes see what else I need to add uh, go check out uh, kilowatts podcast or EV resource those guys actually have way more news side of it um, way more knowledgeable on the news side of it uh, with that uh, yeah if you guys want to get a hold of me you can leave a voice message on anchor you could tweet me at EV underscore north you could check out the Facebook at true north EV or even check out YouTube at uh, true north EV I think true north EV podcast one of those will get you to us I don't throw these podcasts up on YouTube uh, so it's just extra content uh, there's actually the unboxing of the EVOBD2 is actually up on YouTube so if you want to go check it out I kind of uh, show size comparisons and all that kind of show what's coming in the box and all that fun stuff um, yeah, you guys can also email me at uh, truenorthev at gmail.com or truenorthev uh, podcast at gmail.com. Either one of those comes right to me. Uh, yeah, again, last episode of the year. So it was a great year, especially for the podcast chatting with some of you guys out there that uh, have different electric vehicles and hopefully going to get in touch with more I got a few different ideas in my head for where to take this podcast in the ne next year so we're gonna see where 2021 takes us and uh, yeah thanks for listening everybody bye <laughs>